Hey everybody, welcome back to the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3, we are committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Positivity, having a growth mindset, and improving is what we are about. Every day, we believe that you could take life by the horns and improve yourself and our world. Be sure to follow us on social media at EF3Life and visit our website, EF3Life.com. It is Money Monday, which means we are discussing finances, and we have a very special segment for you today, which is a daily double, as we will also be discussing fitness during the second half of this episode. Our guests on the Hot Take Hotline are incredible and inspiring people, a true power couple. They come in all senses of the word. They are well-versed when it comes to money and fitness, being experts in crushing debt and personal trainers as well. I'm very excited to introduce two of my friends and have them on the show today, Sam and Mike Bayhill, who are joining us from the Albany, New York area. Sam and Mike are both professional athletic trainers. Some of their hobbies include reading, cars, and house projects. A funnier fun fact is there's a huge height difference between them. Great stuff. So our topics today of discussion, first we'll be looking at debt payoff. Both of these, this power couple has had the opportunity to really take control of their finances by plugging into Financial Peace University and taking complete ownership over their money. So we'll hear their story when it comes to debt payoff, as well as the second half of our podcast, staying motivated with fitness and who better to learn from than experts in the field. So without further ado, let's get started with the interview. so much for joining today how are you guys doing good dan thanks for having us yeah we're doing great dan thank you yeah it's uh, really exciting to uh get to have some friends on the show people that i've known now for a number of years who absolutely have crushed it when it comes to their finances and fitness so maybe you could just uh tell us a little bit about what got you initially interested and really serious when it came to taking ownership over your life and your money Um, I guess I'll answer this question because I was the one that actually found out about the Dave Ramsey plan. Um, I became, um, more interested in it. Interestingly enough, um, I found him on YouTube and as we learned more and achieved more with our money, um, our interest in it actually grew. The seri- the seriousness didn't really start until we realized we couldn't afford the things we really wanted. Um, it wasn't, wasn't that our current financial state was horrible, but what we wanted out of life was um, not within our financial reach. So the more progress we made, the more serious we got about reaching our goals. Um, and that led us to the point we're at today. Yeah, I think that's great that you really took the initiative and were willing to try something new to see if you can have some different results. 
I, I think, you know, that it's in life it could be hard sometimes when you just start out and you're doing something that maybe you don't know a ton about, but what would you say, like, made you convinced to try Financial Peak University over any other platforms that might have been out there? Um, I had never seeked any financial guidance before, truthfully, um, and when I had when I saw the plan, I was just very intrigued by it. And for whatever reason, watch videos that Dave Ramsey actually produced, um, actually convinced me that what I was doing with my money was not the right way to do things. So even though I wasn't in a true, horrible financial state, all of his teachings and everything he said in the videos pretty much just resonated with me to try the plan. I never sought out any other financial advice before, but for whatever reason, the things that he was saying resonated with me so much so that I wanted to try it. Now, out of uh, the two of you, who would you say like initially was more of a spender in the relationship or more of the saver, or maybe you both came at it about the same uh, that's, that's a good point to have, Dan. Uh, honestly, I would say we both were diligent, but when it came to saving, I was kind of like the squirrel who was saving all, all their food for the winter. Uh, that was, that was something that I've always done for a while. And, <clears throat> but before Sam and I met, we, um, I had my own economic hardships, you know, being let go from a job due to economic downsizing. And at that point, being on unemployment and searching for a job fresh out of college, uh, there's a lot that I had to, you know, go about my own way to, to figure out how to succeed. And one of the things I always said to myself after that point was I'm never going to let that happen again. So I've always had that saver mentality uh, to prepare for my future. Um, that's yes. So between the two of us, I mean, we're both diligent now because we, we both like to, we're, we're both very goal oriented people, as you know. Right. So one, yeah. We constantly look forward to things and we do the best we can to achieve them. And, a lot of times that can be done through saving or, or or making small little sacrifices here and there. Yeah, and I think that's great, especially for our listeners out there as we're, you know, continuing to navigate through this pandemic and this situation where so many people are out of work, where so many people are wondering when things are going to get better and how the financial scope will look like in their own lives maybe you could just give uh, one word or a couple words of advice when it comes to why it's so important to have an emergency because I know you're both well versed in that during this time of trial and going through, you know, un- unknown waters. How has that helped you to stay afloat? Well, one of the biggest things about the emergency fund, uh, this was actually prior to me even knowing anything about Dave. I was putting money aside of my savings, you know, got anything were to happen. Uh, a situation like we were living in today with this pandemic and all the uncertainty, it, us having and adequate savings and being new homeowners, uh, it's allowed us to have that, I don't want to say lack of fear, but right. kind of like understanding of being able to be a little bit more stress-free, stress-free than the average individual. So mm. preparation for it and, and having that uh, set-aside emergency fund allows you to, to sleep better at night, to be honest with you. One of, the biggest stressors, yeah. one of the biggest stressors in life is people not being prepared for the unexpected. You know, if it's one of those things, if we can get we've a leg up. We've had quite a few unexpected yeah. yeah, in our had, lifetime. So. We've been blessed and, and fortunate enough to go through some adverse times where 
we've come out on top and we've learned from our experiences and it's the way to propel forwards is you just gotta you gotta kind of try to be prepared if you can yeah and i think you hit the nail on the head with that one you know the preparation and just being diligent about things learning from maybe past a lot of people out there that sometimes you know they go too far back with a setback and they don't learn from it or they continue to repeat those mistakes and not willing to try something new so i totally commend you both for for taking that uh in, initial uh response to things and and trying to do something different to have a different result so you know there's a lot of people out there who probably have this dream so to speak of becoming debt-free what initially motivated you to want to become debt-free obviously most people desire to at least hit that you know zero balance where they kind of even the score but what was the one factor if there was one that really pushed you to do all that hard work because we know it takes a long time to even the score um so our big drive to become debt-free was actually to buy a house. Um, mm. I found Dave Ramsey right after Michael and I actually got married, and I see it as somewhat of a blessing in disguise because we were very eager to kind of take that next step and um, what we thought was to buy a home, not realizing we really actually couldn't afford one. So sure. I find that he kind of fell into my lap at, perf at the perfect time because we did have debt. We had no savings that would save us or allow us to have a substantial down payment. We didn't have an emergency fund. We had car loans. We had student loans. So our main drive was actually purchasing a house. Um, it wasn't really that we felt like we were drowning in debt. It was just if we had kept going on the path that we currently were on, we could have been in some serious financial trouble. So mm. our initial drive was actually to purchase the home that we're currently in now. <laughs> wow, yeah, and that's so great because the fruit of your labor certainly came to its fullest. And I love hearing about stories of people really pushed on the pedal, we're all in and really got after it, especially as a team. Maybe you could just talk briefly on how that works because sometimes when people are married or as a couple, they're coming to this thing at different points. But knowing you personally, you've had such great success doing this as a team. How much has that contributed to your overall success on the debt-free journey and where you are today when it comes to taking a hold of your finances? Um, we definitely worked really hard as a team. Our initial start of the plan was not like that, um, but we came together sort of in the middle of it and um, working as a team is probably the easiest way and the fastest way to be successful. So when we initially um, started the plan, we kind of were on different pages and then once we work together as a team, um, things just started happening a lot faster. So I wish we had kind of done that in the beginning. Wasn't the sure. case, but um, we're, you know, we met the end goal just the same. So um, I definitely suggest if you have a teammate on your side to kind of work together the best that you can, because it definitely helped with our progress. No, that's awesome. And maybe for those people out there who might not necessarily be or they're sharing this they would have an accountability partner to help them along the way what would you say was the greatest challenge that you both faced during your debt free 
Well, I, I think our, our biggest challenge during our debt-free journey was uh, we were talking about our delayed gratification or resisting temptation. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest things is you set a long-term goal with this debt-free journey. Uh, it's not something you can do overnight unless you're extremely fortunate. So it's something you got to be diligent with. You got to be headstrong and you got to just stay focused and stay on the path the entire time. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have hills. You're going to have valleys. You got a lot of stuff you got to accomplish. And the, the thing with that we faced, it doesn't seem like much, but... You know, while our friends, when we were on this path, while our friends are going out and going out to dinner and having parties and doing whatever they were doing, just mindlessly spending money, Sam and I were doing the opposite. And we like to tell our friends one of our stories during our journey when we were actually looking to save for our, when we were actually initially paying off our debt and paying down to get to that zero balance. Um, we were meeting with friends and going to their houses. And this is, you might make your listeners laugh. Uh, we would go to their house and we'd be there for game night and they would be ordering, you know, say pizza and wings and a bunch of stuff like that. And Sam and I would be the ones that show up with, you know, our own meals and Tupperware. Because That's we were doing great. some food prepping. And realistically, it wasn't to be rude, but it was one of those things where we were just heavily focused, you know. Every dollar that was going in and every dollar that was going out was was known to the two of us. And that's that's the biggest thing, Dan, honestly. Uh, Sam mentioned the accountability. It's extremely imperative and important to have uh, your sphere of influence, your circle, to be there for you. And you can find that through family. You can find that through friends. You can find that through people like yourself, Dan. Like, honestly, we, we in, in having conversation with you, uh, it's one of those things where it's, it's like-minded. You know, you feed off other people's energy and you realize that anything can be possible if you're willing to do the work and stay on that path. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for the compliments too. Yeah, it's been uh, great to share in this journey with you both as well. I think for people out there, you hit it again, just saying disciplined and being willing to sacrifice. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. You both did that together and you did a lot of hard work and times were tough when things weren't easy. You showed up at people's houses, like you said, you made those small sacrifices on a daily to get to where you are today but i'm willing to bet you are uh you're reaping the rewards and you're feeling good now that you're in the house so how has being debt free changed your life you know you worked so hard to get to that point and now you're sitting in that home that you always desired the thing that actually drove you to take the initiative and how has it been being debt free how has this impacted your situation and just changed the game for you as a couple I mean, it's honestly been really incredible um, since the day we became debt-free to this point in our life today. Um, a lot of stress has been relieved and we've felt that especially recently with everything going on. Um, I feel for a lot of people that are not in our financial situation right now. So that has definitely been a blessing. Um, and it's also provided us with some more opportunity. Um, my husband has uh, switched, I don't want to say careers, but he's switched job, um, switched jobs in the middle. And if we weren't debt free or financially stable, he probably would not have been able to do that. So it's definitely provided for us. It has definitely eased our minds a lot and made us feel so much better about our future and that we can make the right decisions. We can move forward um, in our lives and not have to have money actually be a worry. Wow, that's huge. You know, having that active 
balance in your life, being able to make choices without strings attached, wondering how much is going to be coming in or going out. That's definitely a life changer. If you are comfortable with our, maybe you could tell us like how much you were able to pay off and how long that it took you, because this sometimes could really put things in perspective for people out there. Um, we paid off just about $50,000 worth of debt, and we did that um, pretty quickly in just two years. And then we also were able to save a mini emergency fund of $10,000 and then um, a $35,000 down payment savings in the next wow. year. So um, after we actually ended up paying off all that debt, um, being able to save $45,000 in just about a year um, it just goes to show you what your money can actually do for you when it goes back into your pocket um, because we definitely made more progress of course that last year but we've been on this journey for just about three years and we paid off fifty thousand dollars in debt and we saved about 45 so wow that's truly incredible and inspiring stuff and it just shows everybody out there that when you in the positive direction in your life, how it can radically reshape your life, how it can open up new doors of opportunities, and how you can accumulate and grow your your net worth in a fairly quick manner by staying disciplined because you know you had those skills that you utilize and you're continuing to use them throughout. Now, in the next half, uh, we're going to have the opportunity to talk to Mike and Sam about their fitness journey as well. Yeah, both of you are, you know, working really hard as uh, fitness trainers, people who've always been motivated and dedicated when it comes to all areas of your life, especially health and wellness. So why has fitness played such an important part of your life and what continues to motivate you? Uh, fitness is honestly, Dan, has always been a part of my life. Uh, ever since I remember, since I was a kid, I was always put in a situation being an athlete, uh, growing up with coaches and just staying focused um, for my parental guidance, always saying it's important to stay in shape. It was just one thing that's always been on my mindset between that. And uh, I'm a firm believer, Sam and I are both firm believers in, you know, the most important things you got to focus on is your physical strength, your mental strength, and your wallet strength. It's one of the most important mm. things to survive. I mean, without your health, you got nothing. So Yeah, right on. That's, that's, that's number one. If you're not staying healthy, you're not doing the right things, you know, mentally and physically, it's extremely imperative uh, to your your future success. So, yeah, yeah I really love that you were talking about how there's that connection between the body and the mind and staying, you know, positive and, and moving forward, progressing both of those because there's definitely a huge connection. Sam, how about you? What has what continued to encourage you or to stay, you know, very inclined when it comes to? Your, your health, your well-being, Um, I mean, I've been uh, an athletic person my entire life. I was that, you know, fifth grader that ran the mile with the boys and, you know, was the <laughs> first girl to, you know, cross the finish line. Um, I played soccer in high school, and then when I entered college, um, I wasn't playing anymore. So I joined a gym just to kind of stay in shape. And I, throughout the months and the weeks and the years of going, I just really learned how much I loved fitness. And fitness was always important to me just to, you know, keep myself active. It really made me feel better. It was something I 
found myself looking forward to. So if that's something that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what else does. Um, I really just have enjoyed fitness most of my life. So I guess I wasn't really surprised when I, you know, began working in the industry. Um, but it's definitely been one of the most important things um, in my 30 years that I've ever had. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're able to do something that you truly enjoy as you know, part of your career and then to share in that with other people certainly can be a huge impactor in your own life and, and in the lives of others. How did you decide to become personal trainers and uh, why do you think it's such like a rewarding career? Maybe even something that people should consider if they're a client going through personal training, like how can it benefit someone? So kind of a threefold question. Maybe start to think about us to think about how you decided to take this as uh, part of your career, and then also how can it maybe reward those who join that journey with you as you're coaching them along the way. Uh, I'll start with that one. That's that's a fun question for me. Um, becoming a trainer and getting into the fitness industry was possibly one of the greatest things I could have done. I graduated from college with a degree in music industry, which is pretty much music business. After college, I had a job up here in Albany, and I was super excited to wear a suit and tie all day, Dan, and sit in front of my computer <laughs> and uh, type away and, and, and do email marketing. That's what I was doing for a while in the music industry, and it was, it was cool. It was great. Uh, the side effect of that was I wasn't living in Albany. I was still in college. I was driving... 150 miles daily. Wow. I had a second job on the weekends as a bouncer at a bar. And you can imagine being in your early 20s, traveling to work 150 miles five days <laughs> a week, and then working at a bar on the weekends and then hanging out with a couple other single guys at our house. Wow. It was full, full of pizza and beer and <laughs> stuff. So, sure. flash forward, I uh, put on some weight after college. And I decided to change my life around. It was like, you know what? I got to get back into my basketball playing shape. I got to switch things up. So I, uh, I enrolled into uh, one of the gyms here in the Catholic District and started working out at the uh, facility and started to see some good results. Actually met a couple trainers, talked about it. And as I mentioned before, lo and behold, through economic downsizing, I was given a, se a severance package one day. So what happened was I was freshly out of college. I had just relocated to Albany. And with all that excess weight on, with the stress, the mental stress, the physical stress, I wanted to switch things up a bit. So I happened to get a job just looking for anything. I just worked at the gym as like a sales guy and a front desk kid. And then uh, I'll never forget the training manager one day, he saw I was doing really good and getting really good results from one of the trainers. I was feeling really good about myself and feeling better. I was back on the path to, to a healthy lifestyle. And he says to me, he goes, you know, Mike, when are you going to become a trainer? And right then, wow. right then and there, Dan, I swear on my life, I said, you know what? I start tomorrow. So I immediately started studying. I immediately looked at the, the, the first test I could get my hands on to become nationally certified. I got certified and here we are 10 years later in the making and I'm still... I've been training in the same facility and, and helping people. Now, the second party question, sorry for the long-winded answer, but... No, it's all good. This is great. I mean, I, I think it's phenomenal how you wanted to make such a great change, right, in your life, and you did what it took to get there. And it's 
interesting. It's, it just reiterates to our listeners out there, whether it be with finances or fitness, when you have drive, when your why is big enough, you're willing to do whatever it is to get there. And you made those changes happen. So I applaud you for doing that. And I'm really grateful that you that personal story because people need to hear these things and understand that transformation is such a powerful thing and it does take time, but the results happen. And yeah, just awesome to hear these these results that you've had. Well, I appreciate that, Dan. And that's one of the, the, the greatest things. And I'll tell you, as a trainer, the greatest thing is meeting people like yourself, working with clientele. You know, I've trained hundreds of people, taught thousands of classes in my years and what's really cool is being able to help people unleash their their hidden potential and that's one of the things especially if you're listeners you got to realize again is that that mental and physical strength is all harnessed within and you just got to figure out what 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 it does what it is that makes you motivated and you know the biggest thing about being a trainer that's so rewarding is being able to help people uh working directly with the public and learning people's stories like this is one of the things I've always said when I did email marketing and I was wearing a suit all day. Nobody ever came into my office, sat down, my cubicle actually. I wasn't that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody came into my cubicle, shook my hand and said, hey, Mike, thanks for that spam email. Hey, I really appreciate the web editing. But in the years I've been training, I've had people sit down with me in tears because they no longer have sciatic pain. They've lost 50 pounds. They're getting ready for their wedding. You know, the best shape of their lives. I've had people with eating disorders work with me before and really just they were the scared shy person in the gym and never ever would want to step foot in a facility and then i've been training with them for the last six seven years and now they hold their head up high when they walk in and they walk around like they own the place because they're so confident and that's that's the game changer is we sam and i both we've had such great experience with just the people that we've we've worked with you know our clients are what keep us in this industry we don't make millions of dollars doing what we do but it's such a rewarding career to be able to give back in a way and help people yeah seeing you both work uh no side by side and watching it in action i've had the opportunity and you both are extremely motivating people um and you push your your clientele really hard but at the same time you meet them where they are and i think that's just a tremendous approach to have you know being their coach their cheerleader really rooting them on and and going on that journey with them i think really makes both of you truly unique and also people to just invigorate life in others and try to breathe that that brightness and try to make you know a, be- a better world out there through your career and it's it's truly tremendous stuff that you're doing sam so for you what has been the best or most rewarding part would you say of your career being able to work with those that you, know, you have the opportunity to share a fitness journey with especially people who might want to make a large transformation going from you know maybe somebody who could be possibly a little bit overweight or having you know dietary issues or they have certain goals what has been the most rewarding part for you um it's really just to see success i think we're very blessed to work in a field where we get to see how happy and how confident and how you know we improve other people's lives uh from the outside and it's one of those things where 
I'm not sure. I mean, you, you used to be an educator as well. And I think, you know, nurses and doctors, we all have this, this inner part of us that really just loves to see people happy and healthy and learning. And you love to see that light bulb go off and you love to see that smile, even if it's like, you know, covered in sweat. It's just one of those things where um, when you get to change people's lives for a living, um, you know, I became a trainer, you know, out of out of just pure joy of fitness after going to college for something totally different. And I just realized how passionate I was about it. And I wanted to do the thing that I saw other trainers doing. I had a trainer for a very long time and he changed my life and the gym that I was in and the classes and the people and the instructors changed my life and I wanted to do the same. So it's one of the most rewarding things. You know, I don't make millions of dollars and I probably never will unless, you know, maybe I'll be a celebrity trainer. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I I took a, a, you know, a turn from, you know, wanting to be a police officer and having a very, you know, reliable job um, with a pension. And then I just, you know, I turned my passion into uh, becoming a trainer just so I could, you know, help the people that were helping me. So. Yeah, that's great. And I love how you continue to do things for all these people. You certainly have that heart to serve other people and, and to share your passion with them. And I think it's a great uh, indicator and just reminder for our listeners to find what really is motivating you, what you feel like you're calling it, what your interests are. And if you can marry that with a career, meanwhile, helping other people, that's just, you know, a, a tremendous opportunity. So for those who might be just starting out their fitness journey, maybe they're not people that hit the gym every single day. Maybe they're a little bit intimidated to begin. Off of this pandemic, a lot of people might have had uh, four or five months where they haven't been in the gym. What kind of workouts maybe do you recommend for people to start so that way they can ease into it, maybe achieve a little bit of success and want to continue to stay motivated? Um, I would just say that movement is going to be the best option. So whether you are somebody that hasn't done anything or maybe this pandemic has, you know, really gotten you off track, everybody's going to be starting from square one. Um, It's just going to be one of those things where it's going to be a really good opportunity to join a gym. Um, You know, we might be having a different environment but it's still going to be a perfect time to just kind of start moving even if that's getting outside going for a walk you know gyms might be having different sales seek professional help um whether it's from a trainer or whether that's from you know a swim instructor or a you know anybody a nutritionist um there is no wrong way to start because starting is the hardest part and it's just one of those things where you know same mindset with finances you're you know you're not going to get anywhere by not starting so even if it's a walk around the block or a bike ride with your kids or maybe you are going to take that first step and walk into a gym and buy a membership um it's just going to be one of those things where the contemplation of starting is there so you kind of have to act on it um so my biggest piece of advice would really just be to kind of you know take that next step and 
hopefully that step will later turn into a really nice habit and then you can go from there. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, mastering the mind, being able to leap over that hurdle, that initial block in our mind that stops us or wants us to hesitate. And then once we can break through that and spark that habit, see some results, we can continue on with that journey and achieve success. Now, Sam, it's been awesome because uh, I'm definitely one of your followers out there with a new platform that you started a while back, a financially fit life. Maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about this because it's a tremendous resource, things that you're putting out there on social media to help people both with their fitness and with their finances. Um, yeah, so when I began, um, or when my husband and I began this journey, I was looking for connection. Um, I would try to talk about um, our new interest in finances and this new thing that we were doing. And unfortunately, a lot of people I talked to had no interest in it. So I kind of just was seeking some kind of motivation and guidance and help from other people. So I actually looked to um, the community on social media. So I actually just created an Instagram. I created a website um, just so I could share Mike and I's piece um, along with thousands of other people. Um, so if it is something that you are interested in, I highly suggest um, kind of looking for that motivation in people like-minded. Um, and I found that on social media. So um, I actually created an Instagram and a website. Again, it's called A Financially Fit Life. And I talk about Michael and I's fin- financial and fitness journeys um, and then everything in between. So yeah uh super awesome and mike i know that you enjoy doing some djing as well on the side how did you pursue this you know part-time gig outside of your fitness career because certainly that can help with the finances but also it helps you to live out one of your passions yeah i mean i've honestly been djing longer than i've been training i started djing as I mentioned before, I, I went to school for music. I've been a guitar player since I was in high school. I've always been surrounded by music. It's one of my biggest passions. And I, I think this is a key point for your listeners. Uh, this is something I was going to actually comment on the last question you were talking with Sam about her uh, a financially fit life. Uh, I'm looking for that motivation. So I'm going to say away from that if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Uh, I, I mean, motivation is huge. Yeah, so what I was going to say is mentioned previously um that people like sam i and yourself or we're and your listeners we might be a little weird is what they call it <laughs> they, they call it weird because we live outside the norm and when sam created her instagram account her social media account and her website and her blog post it was for uh an outlet for people who are looking for that success and don't have it within their immediate circle and it's hard, Absolutely. it's really hard to be in a situation where you've got such great goals and you don't have that supportive circle. So she likes to complain a lot, so I like to talk her up a lot. Um, <laughs> honestly, because I think it's I think it's incredible what she has available. And it's one of those things where it's it, this is where I'm gonna say way into the DJing is you have to find your what you're passionate about. You gotta find your 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 biggest key to success is a lot of people go through life with a job. They go nine to five, the same thing every day. They they don't have joy within what they're doing for their job. Um, 
you got to figure out your passion. You got to figure out your career potential. And how you do that is you got to find something that resonates with you, whether it's, you know, art, music, helping people, public speaking, whatever it is, uh, you gotta, you gotta somehow try to figure out how to monetize it. So I had a light bulb forever ago because as you, as I mentioned, being in college, graduated from college, came to Albany and I started to DJ part-time four nights a week. I was working as that trainer <laughs> as early as 5.30 in the morning and then DJ until 5.30 the next morning. It's wow. <laughs> wow. The bar scenes and club scenes. But it was one of those things where, honestly, I did it for a while. That's where I started professionally. And then it allowed me to get to know people. And then what I did is I, I've done private parties. I've done weddings. Like you name it, I've done it. And it's one of those things where being that performer because it's a live performance and working with people again in the public just have passion behind the music and the performance and enjoying it it's awesome i've done it for free because it's something that i really enjoy doing for people and you know what you get to monetize something like that it can become extremely lucrative and when you wake up and you've got a gig or you got something to do or you're traveling it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you, you got to pinch yourself. You got to ask yourself, are you dreaming? Because that's right. you figured out your passion. You figured out what you thrive on and what makes you happy. And then you realize, oh, you could actually get paid to do something like that. And then you see it's, it's all about the connection with your clientele. When it comes to training, when it comes to helping, when it comes to educating, you're, like Sam had mentioned before, the, the whole light bulb effect. And when you're DJing, you're DJing a dance floor at a wedding, and the whole crowd's going crazy, and they don't want you to stop, <laughs> and you're controlling the party, everybody's in love, and it's just such a great time, and you're a part of it. It's it's incredible. The energy, the 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 feelings you get are just, it's, it's indescribable. I always tell people, especially if you're looking for, looking for a... Uh, a side hustle as we like to call it it's not it's not it's not a bad gig to look into if you, if you enjoy uh again being out in the public but yeah, yeah that's that's huge man I, I really appreciate you guys speaking about the things that you're ultra passionate about and sharing with our listeners it's the things that motivate you and keep you going because when people find their niche when they really are able to live out their passion on a daily basis you know work work still has to be done and you still got to be done. But if you're enjoying life along the way, you're enriching people's lives, relationships, that's really what it's all about. So there you have it, folks. Clearly, Sam and Mike are crushing life. Thank you so much again for joining us today in the Life to the Fullest podcast. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to having you again on some time. Please make sure that you check out a financially fit life on Instagram and social media and if you ever need a DJ I'm sure Mike will be willing to uh, hook up the best party in town there you go thanks again thanks, guys for, uh, for joining us appreciate <laughs> you alright take care it's always a great blessing to have guests join us on the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast uh, big thanks again to Sam and Mike Bayhill, who are willing to share with us two journeys that they've absolutely crushed lately and been so successful with in their life. The first being their financial journey, going to and through, becoming debt-free, 
as well as their fitness journey and how they've been able to continue to inspire and motivate not only each other along the way, but so many clients, so many people that they work with over the years as fitness instructors. It's wonderful to see two people, a power couple, crushing it out there, living life to the fullest, and truly becoming the best version of themselves that they can be. I'm very honored to have had them on the show share with us their thoughts as well as their journey. Hearing it from them is certainly inspiring to me, and I hope that you enjoyed this segment as well. Stay tuned for coming episodes where we will explore new insights from different guests on our show with the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Make sure to check out EF3Life.com as well as following us on social media at EF3Life. Get that workout in, keep slaying debt, and continue to crush it by living life to the fullest.